Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, stage 12's rolling terrain at the Tour de France last night provided perhaps the last opportunity to get in a breakaway with a chance of survival and... The appetite to be involved in it created all manner of chaos in what some are saying was a day unlike any other in the race's long history. Olympic gold medalist Scott McGrory is our man when it comes to the world's biggest bike race. Scotty, I'm not even sure where to start with last night. No change to the GC, currently led by Jonas Vinegard, and Yoni Zagira won the, won the day, but that doesn't even begin to tell the story. Welcome to you. Hey, g'day, Sam. It's interesting, isn't it? We talk about how incredible the stage was, yet in the overall classification, nothing really changed. <laughs> yet throughout the day, there were so many things that could have gone wrong for several riders, particularly those a little bit further down in the top 10. Simon Yates from the, you know, the Jake Alula Australian registered team, he was out the back by a couple of minutes. Luckily, those groups came back together again before the finish. But honestly, it was just chaos all the way through to the end. And then when the dust settled, Nothing had changed. I, I couldn't. Ah. I couldn't believe what I was watching though. So it was a 168 kilometre day, five categorised climbs. Now everyone knew it was going to be crazy. The sprinters were out the back straight away. Some of the climbers you mentioned, like Yates and Kuss and Lander, were dropped. And it took what 80 k's to 90 k's of full gas racing for a break to finally stick. <laughs> it's incredible. What this all does mean, though, right? So if you want to predict the future and we think about all these intermediate what they used to call transition stages so not the big mountain stages but not the pure flat ones for the sprinters these ones for the opportunists and that's what we saw with Sion Izagira last night getting in the breakaway eventually once it formed because it took so long and so many attacks before it finally cracked and went so that's the opportunist kind of day now Normally, the sprinters and everybody else get a bit of an easier ride on these particular days, knowing that they're not there for the sprint at the end. They don't have to worry about going up the biggest of the mountains, but that simply wasn't the case. Now, that's happened on each of the so-called transitional stages Mm. between the sprints and the mountains. So what this is now leading us towards is the final week of the tour, knowing that the next couple of days are big mountain stages. So they'll be brutal right on their own. Then we get into the final week, a few more mountain stages, the time trial to come next week as well. So there is the possibility with how hard the race has been this year, and let's not understate it at all, because right from the go in Bilbao, in the Basque country in the north of Spain, it was a much more difficult type of terrain that these guys are used to, uh, to start a three-week Grand Tour like the Tour de France. So it has been probably the most difficult Tour de France we've seen in recent memory, and that lends us to think there could be some major issues for some of the big contenders as we get deeper into this race. So I expect someone in the top three, top five, top ten to have an absolute shocker day or a couple and plummet down the overall standings. So I'm fingers crossed that our man Jai Hindley, <laughs> sitting in third place at the moment, can be Mr. Consistent. All he has to do now, 
is just be consistent because some of the other people around him may just fall by the wayside. Now, he spoke after the stage last night and he said, cycling isn't so traditional anymore. Let's say there's a pretty modern way of racing now, which is expect the unexpected. You just got to roll with the punches. He said, the yellow jersey's putting in attacks with over 100 kilometres to go. So there's that in the background as well. But just getting into the specifics of it, Scotty, can you just educate those of us who perhaps don't follow the sport super closely? When a breakaway doesn't stick early, what does that mean for the for the rest of, of the peloton? What what makes it so fierce when the break doesn't go early? Because is it just a simple matter of every single person wants to be a part of it, so everything is chased back? Yeah, absolutely. So what typically happens if a breakaway does form early, if it's got the right riders, so depending on how far into the race it is, and now we're just over halfway, so a lot of the riders are 30, 40, one minute, uh, one hour, hour and a half behind in the overall classification. So if they go into a breakaway group, they're no threat to the yellow jersey. They could win by 20 minutes. It won't change anything in the overall classification. So the stress to the leader, to the second, third, fourth in the overall classification, that gets taken away. So they're happy to see a breakaway form. But then there's the pressure from all the teams that haven't had a result just yet or the riders that are just ambitious and want to get a result for themselves. So if a team has missed the breakaway, then their directors are in their ears in their race radio screaming at their teammates to get out there and start chasing Mm -hmm. and trying to bring that group back. Now, that's what we saw last night. It was just a plethora of attacks until it finally cracked. While that's happening... The race is under full pressure, full speed, and riders like Caleb Ewan are getting dropped you know, and losing uh, over 30 minutes by the end of the day, and they're putting in a really tough ride. They want the break to get established, so the Peloton just slows down, becomes yeah. a little bit more neutralised, then everybody can get back in, and they can have an easier ride. And that's what we haven't been seeing at this year's Tour de France. There were a couple of stages on the flat that were pure sprint stages where that did happen and it was almost a day off for some of the guys sitting back in the peloton but certainly last night that wasn't the case and now they have to back it all up back going up into the mountains yeah. uh, from tomorrow for the next couple of days hey uh, obviously scotty be horrible in the saddle but it's great from the living room couch in the way out so it's great it's great for the viewer there's no, no doubt about that um and at one stage there was a helicopter shot with you know 100 k's to go, and the peloton had 12. What was left of it had about 12 guys in it. So before they sat up, it was absolutely relentless. And you mentioned what's to come. This is the crazy thing about it: a hat trick of massively demanding mountain stages coming up. So tonight, a summit finish atop Grand Colombier. Stage 14 has the Col de Joux plane on a huge climbing day, and then stage 15 heads out to Mont Blanc. So they'll be on their knees after this stretch. Yeah, just a nice little cruise out to Mont Blanc. <laughs> Lovely scenery, but <laughs> not not the actual summit itself. It's 4,800 metres, but near enough. The um, Tonight will be really interesting because it is a big climb right at the end of the stage. And as we've been saying, off the back of all these really difficult days. So there will be riders, even riders up in the top 10, that will be dreading what's to come. Now, the climbs are what they are normally all about but you only have to be half a percent, 1% off your best form because you've been doing it a little bit too tough these last couple of days. And boof, there's another two, three, four minutes that you'll lose going up that big climb today. So it's a real test for the guys racing for the overall classification tonight to come back through all these really difficult days and then finally have another big, long mountain top finish at the end of tonight's stage. So I think there'll be changes in the overall classification. And if Jonas Fingergo and uh, today Pogaccia are anything to go for, go, go by from the last week and a half, mm. they will be attacking each other, trying to crack each other as well, which will just put everybody else 
under pressure with the two best climbers when they start attacking then that makes you know Jai Hindley and everybody else that are not quite as good as them uphill really have to bite the bullet no doubt only 17 seconds separate first from second and then there's Jai Hindley as you say hanging on to that podium spot at the moment he's got about a minute 42 second gap on Carlos uh, Rodriguez of Ineos the Spaniard there so we we hope for Jai and we hope that he uh, survives another test tonight Scotty great to have you on mate really appreciate you fitting us in this morning yeah, and look, just just to, to reiterate that, like Jai is in third place, and okay, yeah, we, everybody would like him to win. He mm. would like to win, but in the 110 years of the Tour de France, we've only had one Australian win it. We've only had two Australians on the podium. So for Jai to be sitting in third place now, it is an exceptional effort. And who knows, you know, if one of those the big two does crack as we get into the third week, he hopefully will be there ready to pounce. Yeah, no, no, no disgrace in the podium whatsoever. That would be amazing, Scotty. Good on you, mate. Uh, we'll chat again soon. Thanks, Sam. Scott McGrory joining us there. We need to get the latest news headlines. And I've got a text here from Braden. When is Miles on? There's been a sighting. He's in the building and he's not too far away.